0: Head over to Bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Hello. If You might hear some rain out there in the wilderness, but uh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. It's like a meditation, you know. Just you, you turn on the rain in the background. You can do that on the Calm app. You can just add rain. So pretend you did that.
1: You can add rain to any meditation?
0: Yes, I believe That's so. That's pretty
1: cool, actually.
0: It's either that one or. No, I think it's that one. Hmm. I've added rain to things.
1: Hmm. Cool.
0: No need to do that here nope. out in the Berkshires,
1: where it's been raining for a week.
0: It has. You know, we got a little bit of that tropical depression sweeping up the coast, and then it hit here right, sort of. I mean, right when we left Connecticut, mm-hmm. and uh, it has uh, it has it has not relented.
1: No, we had we had one day where it didn't rain, but it's mostly rained. Every
0: yeah, day. but not like the whole day. Yeah, not the whole day. It's been nice.
1: And honestly, like I prefer this to it being like ninety degrees and sunny.
0: Yes, I agree. So. That's what we think of you, son.
1: <laughs> we're sick of you, son.
0: Yeah, we are. Um, also, we're sick of you, Henry. No, just kidding. <sighs> How dare you. Um, yeah. Travel. After last week, everything's been a breeze. If you're wondering. The car ride to the Berkshires from Connecticut was fine.
1: Yeah, he slept for half an hour.
0: He did? Yep. I don't remember that. He
1: did. He slept for half an hour.
0: Did we leave during his nap time?
1: Around his nap time, yeah. Mm.
0: And, uh, you know, we just played some Super Wings. The audio of Super Wings really calms him down.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he does love it. But he also is developing a real love for the Spice Girls. Yep. He's into it. Thanks you know? to Dita.
0: Yeah, guys. 25 years since the uh, Spice Girls album came out so you know according to my YouTube recommendations it was like you'd like this video about wannabe and I'd be like sure I will and I watched it I was like yeah it's a good beat good songs play for Henry see if he responds to it and he does Uh... and did he also sat there and like fully engaged watching the music video for wannabe
1: that's amazing
0: yeah pretty proud of him (laughs) He likes a good pop hit.
1: He does. He um, does.
0: What else does he like now?
1: Well he's he's saying more words now. He's
0: saying a lot of words. The words are coming fast and furiously. He's repeating everything. Um, Henry. He repeats that. <laughs> he goes, Henry, Henry. <laughs> um, and
1: when I say uh uh uh
0: and then I was taking him out of the restaurant today, and Dory called me back to the table because she f- didn't have a wallet, and I gave her my wallet. She goes, Matt. And then as we're leaving, Henry goes, Matt, Matt, <laughs> Matt. And I was like, nope, I'm Dita. And he goes, Dita. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> so.
1: So, yeah. we, uh, You know, it seems to be some, either some combination of speech therapy twice a week preschool uh miss rachel
0: yeah songs the youtube the
1: youtube videos that he he watches which i don't know if i ever mentioned were recommended by an egghead so thank you egghead
0: egghead out there said you know this helped and i was like okay and the fact they're like three hours long is helpful
1: yeah (laughs) Icky sticky 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 bubble. Gum. Yes, that's Lida's favorite.
0: <laughs> and you pull him. And you pull him. And you pull it away. But you
1: got to be careful because in every every video, there's at least two to three, if not more, songs that you have to skip with yes, him. Yes,
0: that he demands a skip happen.
1: And he now knows when the song is coming. Yes,
0: he sees those rabbits in the background. He's yeah. like, mm-hmm. yeah. And now that he sort of vaguely has figured out how to hit the space bar on the iPad, yes, um, aye, aye, aye. that's been a thing. So, screen time with us, you know, as 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 happens with both families when you're on vacation,
1: and it's raining,
0: and it's raining, and you got to keep a two-year-old occupied indoors has gone up exponentially. the air The airplane didn't help. No. Kind of dreading the return flight. But
1: I showed him, I tried showing him Trash Truck on Netflix today. He no. loved, he loved the opening credits. Yes. And then he kind of lost interest. Well, don't
0: you remember like Super Wings? All he wanted to do was see the theme yeah. song over and over again. So
1: maybe that's what we'll start with, with Trash Truck. He was very intrigued. Yeah. Because, you know, it's a talking trash truck. Well, that's He's friends with a little boy named Hank.
0: Oh my God, that's Henry. Who looks
1: like Henry. Yeah, that's Hank. <laughs> Um Have we then,
0: decided? I don't. Th- does Henry feel like a Hank yet? Uh, not yet.
1: I don't think so. He
0: might get there, but right now he's just Henry. Yeah, he's just Henry right now. Henry.
1: Henry. <laughs> 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 um. Yeah. In other.
0: Oh, sorry. Elbowdar headphones.
1: You. In other book news, I did not make the Times bestseller list. So
0: you all failed us there. Yep. Thank you, <laughs> everyone who didn't pre-order. It's on you <laughs> Everyone who did pre-order Thank you for doing your part And uh, attempting Yeah To get Dory on the bestseller list
1: Well, you know, life goes on
0: Life goes on And, uh, you know, maybe it's a slow burn Yeah, maybe You know, I'm trying to think Like, you know, I bet Running With Scissors didn't Crack the bestseller list when it came out oh. But, you know, it's a book we all know That's as true As far as memoirs go
1: That's true um, I also just want to mention, I arranged it with BookSoup, the bookstore in LA um, that we did the launch event with, that if you still want to get a personalized copy of my book, mm-hmm. you can still order it through them. There's like a special link to order it that I will put in the show notes.
0: Well, there you go. Dory will make it a habit to head over there and sign books.
1: Yeah. So, you know, you can get, you can get anything you want on there. For people who said they were eggheads, I I added um my hot dog count for the year.
0: Still 0? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go.
1: Uh, there you go. 4th um, of July
0: happened in 0.
1: Yeah, and there were hot dogs on offer.
0: They were they were um what's the buzzies? That's that's the buzzies. Um, they were uh, Hebrew National beef.
1: Not your face. hard pass.
0: yeah, hard pass not your face. It might as well be a turkey dog <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> Get it out of my face. <laughs> Veggie dogs don't count either.
1: Um, before before the break I wanted to read a couple emails about my book if you don't mind.
0: Well, I think without a bestseller uh, list to your to your name, I think, The best we can do is let you read about your book. Thanks. I appreciate that. Because they all let you down, so now they have to listen.
1: (laughs) Well, this first email is from Amelia, who said, I cringed and laughed through listening to your story of your recent horrendous travel experience to the East Coast. So sorry that happened to you. I'm emailing primarily to say to Dory that your book, Thanks for Waiting, was great. I had pre-ordered it but was away on a mini vacation when it arrived at my home, so I only just got it, and I've already read all of it. Huge congratulations to Dory on writing your story so openly and so well. I have a question about one of the topics you mentioned relatively briefly in your book, learning how not to let nasty as opposed to constructive criticism bug you, because it's almost always more about the commenter than about you. I wonder if you can say more about that. Specifically, can you categorize the main types of negative feedback you've gotten while putting your life and your thoughts out into the world (laughs) and the main underlying reasons why you think people write those things? I'd be curious to hear your and Matt's reflections on that. All the best, Amelia still in NYC in 1000 square feet with a husband and three kids and plenty of veggie dogs consumed, but that's it.
0: They don't count.
1: So this, I thought this was an interesting question the main types of it's hard for me to kind of categorize the main types of negative feedback, but well, one, one sticks out to me in particular. Yes. And that was the email that we got, um, about s- when Henry was about six weeks old
0: about us being ungrateful, about
1: us being ungrateful. Our realtor friend. Yes. I don't remember Mary. I think her name was. Yeah. Um, I guess we do remember. <laughs> I do remember that. um, you know, I I often find that this ty- this type of person is proje- is often projecting a lot. Okay. And
0: they oh, So maybe they don't feel grateful.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because there's something that triggers them mm-hmm. to like kind of completely out of proportion.
0: I mean, you're talking to someone who does that constantly regarding guilt.
1: Right, and you're always projecting.
0: Yes, because I always have a deep-seated guilt.
1: Yeah, so you get it. Yes, I do. Um, so I think that's... I, I, I often think about that when I see these types of things, like people trying to sort of compensate for something that they feel bad about in themselves. Yeah. Um is one thing the other thing that I sometimes think about is like if it's a if it's like a truly nasty email or note, mm-hmm. I think like how miserable of a person do you have to be to like to like have the energy mm-hmm. to write this to another person and the time and the time and like the thought (laughs) like it just then i get sad for the person who wrote it
0: you know what i mean yeah i mean i think we've all sort of been in that spot in our lives maybe maybe not but like you know it's sort of it got to that point with me in twitter you know in 2016 and i just was like i literally have nothing nice to say Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it was just like Because of that, I'm going to back away here. I don't need to be on there just being negative about things or people or, you know. And it's like if I see something that I think is not good or whatever, I can just accept that I don't think it's that good and I don't need to project that out into the world and be like, I didn't like this. Yeah. Veggie dog. Yeah.
1: I also think that sometimes it's, and maybe this is, Kind of two sides of the same projection coin, but it's like born of insecurity and feeling like you want recognition from the person that you're emailing. Like when people tell us that they've that they're going to stop listening to the podcast.
0: Yeah, instead of just not instead of listening. just not
1: listening, it's like they clearly want some sort of reaction from us. They want recognition. Yeah. It's like when a little kid acts up because they want attention you know
0: or like when henry goes on the stairs that are clearly not for kids right 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 that are at this cabin
1: yeah so i don't know i hope that answers your question somewhat
0: get your hand oh. off your computer sorry no your computer you were just touching your computer i know i was mic, and you were causing uh you because were, i was about you were, to scroll you're making down a ground. you're grounding okay I was, to,
1: I was about to scroll down two so. fingers
0: only don't touch the exterior casing you can touch the crackpad, no problem.
1: Okay. All right. Did you do it? Uh, yes, I scrolled. I didn't hear it. Okay, good. Did I heard it. Did I hear it? No. Nope. Okay. Okay, this is from anonymous. Dory, I just finished your book. I wanted to, I wanted you to know, I loved it. I did the audiobook version, and it took me three days. I didn't want to pause, and I didn't want it to end. It was so good. I've followed your story since maybe halfway through the first year of Excellent Adventure, then of course became a Forever 35 listener when you and Kate started that. We finally had our IVF baby about three months after you had Henry. I also had a terrible labor. Two failed Foley bulbs, failed Pitocin, and other painful induction methods before I gave in and asked for an epidural. Forty-plus hours later, I spiked a fever, never got dilated past five centimeters, so ended up with an emergency C-section. That was basically my story, too. Yeah. Also had a lot of trouble breastfeeding. Had to combo feed for the first six to eight weeks, which I ultimately gave up. We also just transferred our last embryo a few months before you transferred your mosaic. Ours too failed, and now we are processing what our lives could be, will be with one child. I've written to you before about how helpful hearing your story and the hundreds, probably thousands, of, at this point of other stories you've shared through your platforms has been for me. I guess I just wanted to write to say thank you again, and I really loved your book. I connected with a John section in particular, which I hadn't heard you talk too much about in your podcasts. And as a fan, I really loved hearing about you and Matt meeting and the early days of your relationship. I know you said you wouldn't write a book again, or at least not another nonfiction memoir, but I just want you, I just wanted you to know that it is really, really good. And I'd read another fingers crossed for the New York times bestseller list this week.
0: The mm, well. she's talking about next week.
1: Anonymous. If this is read out loud, but I just wanted to send this to you. And, uh, no wait sorry she says anonymous if this is read out loud side note to all the listeners if you do read this on the pod buy the book even if you don't read the book which you should it is just nice to support the creator of the content you consume i approve that
0: message i approve i've always approved that message uh
1: 2200 square feet with a dog two cats and an almost two-year-old science baby no hot dogs last year hopefully none this year
0: um i'll often do that like for instance like when the pandemic started and like it was like, what? What is happening out there? I what? I, I immediately, I got, I ordered a guitar from Eric Daw of uh, of Fret Files podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He built me a beautiful Daphne, not Daphne, Lake Placid Blue guitar. It was at the, it was at the very beginning, and not realizing that um, guitars had become the thing everyone needed in. in quarantine <laughs> and he'd be fine but still <laughs> right. i was like i need to support and then the fretboard journal i also got the digital description subscription for the magazine oh cool because i was like well you know it's like a little thing i could do to support it you know and i'll have it on my ipad and that'll be nice and i still read the hardcover the hard copy of it just like little things like that where i'm just like i really like this thing and i don't want it to go anywhere yeah we support it
1: yeah i I agree with that do you
0: like dory's books do you want them to go somewhere exactly
1: do you want me to keep writing books i mean you might not which is totally fine yeah but if you do then i don't know but maybe buy it um all right let's take a short break and when we come back i have one more email that
2: i'd like to read
0: wow okay brb
2: Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
0: Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher, like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. Bombus Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase, i hit the button but didn't record situation but Ooh, luckily my eyeballs are on it
1: that could have been bad
0: it could have cost us a whole 16 minutes <laughs> oh no
1: all right uh we heard from our pal diane m martin
0: uh i mean really just the if, if the if if excellent adventure were a museum there would be a diane martin wing
1: that's true yeah yeah she's like more than a friend of the pod yeah All right. She says, hi, Dory, Matt, Henry, and Bo. I really enjoyed Dory's launch event. I was so excited to see the book on my front porch as well as on my Kindle. I'm going to take some me time this weekend and enjoy your book. I really love startup a novel. Your writing is so comforting, like wearing an oversized wearable blanket while drinking hot cocoa and snuggling with my kitties and puppies.
0: (laughs) I mean, that's a good review. It's cozy. It's your thing, right?
1: I love that so much. Your coz coz. I wish I could have that as a blurb.
0: Did any, um, any, 35ers that's what i call them i don't know what you guys call them self cardigans yep okay mine's better but whatever <laughs> um did any of them write into the podcast about the my accidental uh spoiler thing that i won't really mention here but
1: no that's they good didn't. they
0: all kept their mouths yeah, shut kept i like their mouth it so i like to hear
1: Um, Okay. Diane continues. I have a couple of random questions. What microphone were you using when your headphones lost power? I loved the sound. The sound was very rich and warm. I have a Samsung, not to be confused with Samsung, (laughs) Samsung USB microphone. Wait,
0: S-O-N or U-N?
1: s-o-n
0: oh okay samson yeah, samson okay yes
1: but i, I emphasized thought, the sun because i didn't want to
0: yeah i thought also like i thought someone was just going for it and we're like well we'll just call it samson they can't do anything to oh. us it's calling <laughs> it with a u
1: no it's with an o um it's a samson usb microphone say uh,
0: say samson samson there's no way anyone confuses that with samsung
1: okay samson <laughs> samson usb microphone um yeah my airpods lost like they just disconnected from my they had power they had juice they just disconnected from my computer in like the middle of the zoom
0: so you plugged in the usb microphone appropriately. Yes, yeah exactly that's great.
1: but it was just like i was annoyed with my airpods
0: uh, i mean look I'm not sure which versions of those AirPods you have. Like, if they're my first pair. Or... No,
1: they're they're AirPods Pro that I. Is that what they're called?
0: The noise canceling ones. Yeah, the
1: noise canceling ones. Yeah. I And I bought them.
0: They're not the ones that are engraved that say "Man, no, I lost these." They are not those. Oh, okay.
1: Um But they also disconnected from a live radio interview I was doing.
0: I have, well, that's why I I, I generally like, I don't like to go wireless. In a, in a situation where I need it.
1: Yeah, the live radio, I had to call on the phone. I guess I could have called for my computer.
0: Yeah, but who'd to think to do that? Yeah, whatever.
1: Anyway, all right. Two, what is the brand and make of your piano keyboard? As music majors, they make us learn piano. I'm starting to become comfortable with where the notes are. Eventually, I want to invest in a good keyboard. You seem to love yours. Reading about the various models has been frustrating and confusing. I have a Roland. Classic
0: Mad birthday present.
1: Yes. Um R
0: twelve C if I remember correctly. Does that sound like a thing? Uh,
1: let's see.
0: It's weighted keys. Yes. I, I can I can search while you 'cause you're you're just you're you're grounding out weirdly. I don't like how you're I you're buzzing. Okay. That's all. All right. Um so you want it as an electric piano, right? yeah with weighted keys that yes. was the key that was Diane. my
1: i was really i really just wanted weighted keys because i didn't want it to i think that's one i have actually no
0: that's an upright piano that's an actual piano yes oh <laughs> uh rc12 it was around it was the one that was like around one thousand dollars
1: i thought it was like 900
0: that's around that thousand <laughs> okay fine um and we got a guitar center yes um we did. and it was uh, weighted weighted keys and you know a company like Roland who's been literally making these things since they existed we figured you can't go wrong here and uh that's what we went with. I wish there was a thing to like. I wish they just would have pianos electric piano.
1: They, they literally do. I right wish
0: there. they had that thing. No, see now back to grand pianos, upright premiums, upright pianos, portable pianos. May I'm gonna click on portable. I'm gonna yeah. click on upright pianos. Well,
1: that's what I asked you to. The click initial on in the thing first you cl- said see? to click digital. on digital. These are digital <laughs> pianos. That's literally what I said. That is
0: exactly what you said. Oh, but now here we are. God. Um. I might. Oh. I don't even know if they make it anymore. RP that feels like it. RP seven zero one. RP one zero two. What do you think?
1: I don't know. They all they all seem very similar. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been very happy with it. I will say, that looks right. That looks like it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you can do. That. And it has. Yeah, it has an the app. app. That you could use if you and like it has to. like
1: a thousand different. And Henry, um, and Henry knows how to turn it on. Those look like your on. buttons. It does. Those I think that's it. Buttons.
0: The RP one zero two.
1: Yep. And it avoids
0: costly maintenance and saves space in your living room.
1: Also true. <laughs> what else could it's you not want? in Our living room, but um, it does <laughs> save space. You never have to tune it.
0: That's the other thing. <laughs> I mean, I can't tell you how many piano tuning situations happened at our house when I was a kid. It was just like, this thing's out of tune again. My mother would pay to have a guy come right, over. Right, because
1: it's not like you can just tune a piano by yourself. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think if I had a piano, I would learn. And you probably yes. would.
1: But like most people don't. Anyway. I feel like at some point in my life, I will have a, a, you know, a non-digital piano again. But for now... I think
0: we'll have it in our Berkshires home that oh, we get yeah. when we win the lottery. Yep. Or I win a when a jackpot on a slot machine.
1: Okay. Um, all right. Before we get to the rest of the oh, oh it's sorry be on an interior wall. Uh, I hope you enjoy your vacation. Cannot wait to hear how flying with Henry went. She sent this before. Yeah, well, did go well. Yeah. Thank, I would thank uh, and then she says I hope all is well, Diane. Um, thank you, Diane. Just want to remind everyone that you can also send us emails at dorianmat at gmail dot com or mattanddoria gmail dot you can call us or text us at 413-461-Baby.
0: When we were driving from Connecticut to here, we were we landed in the 413 area code. Yes,
1: I was very excited.
0: We were, and I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, I was like,
1: 413-461-Baby? Hello? And I
0: was like, why are you just saying the phone number to the podcast out loud? She's like, look at the sign. <laughs> 413. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Took him a minute. Did we, why did we, so did you just deliberately get a Massachusetts? Yes. Nice. Sad it wasn't 978 or 617.
1: I don't think those were available.
0: What was the my original area Coast five hundred eight when I was a kid? Mm, it I'm, changed. I was
1: six one seven.
0: Yeah, I know. Okay, rubbing it in. No, just saying. yeah, whatever. Um, you city folk. Wow. All
1: right. Okay, so let's move on. We heard from a lot of listeners about
0: BJ's Wholesale Club
1: sad music and oh. toddlers
0: in case anyone's wondering I had to buy a BJ's Wholesale Club membership card out here and we went to BJ's and then I was like thinking oh the closest one's probably in like San Diego so I don't need the fancy membership and then Dory looked it up and I was like no the closest one's in Ohio <laughs> I was like oh we should cancel this <laughs> once we're out of here Anyway, go ahead.
1: Okay, this is from Anonymous. This is in response to Henry's sad slash teary reaction to lullabies. I don't have any kids myself, but I remember when I was little, let's say five or six years old, I was scared of certain songs. I specifically remember hating the end credits song to the show The Big Comfy Couch and... I always changed the channel or turned off the TV because the lullaby type song made me feel like the characters died at the end. (laughs) It sounds morbid and illogical, but that's the association that little me had formed in my head. I also remember being scared of the song, the house of the rising sun. I loved that song when it came on the oldies radio station as I fell asleep at night for similar reasons. I know there was another song on the radio that scared me more, but I can't remember what it was called now. These songs just spooked me for whatever reason and I would be too scared at night to get out of bed to turn off the radio or change the station.
0: How's the Rising Sun, I get the spookiness of it. It is a spooky It's an A song. minor.
1: And it's like an organ, I think.
0: Yeah. Well, or it starts with a guitar. It's <laughs> yeah. on organ. Yeah, it is. is. In a house. Yeah. yeah. I
1: have no idea why these types of songs scared me And I still think lullabies sound more spooky than comforting But maybe Henry has a similar type of weird association in his mind about lullabies too Anyway, I've never written in before But I've been listening since almost the beginning Dory, I bought your book and I've been reading it at night before bed And I'm loving it so far I also feel like a bit of a late bloomer myself So it's really resonating with me Thanks for all the hard work you do, you guys do and for sharing your stories and struggles. Have a great summer. P.S. Two adults and two cats in a one-bedroom-plus-den apartment on the East Coast of Canada. No hot dogs in a very long time, but did have a smoky last week. Nice. What's a smoky?
0: I assume it's a smoked sausage.
1: Oh, sure. I think that's all I'm supposed to report. Hard to keep track. Yes,
0: it is. Thank you. <laughs>
1: um, all right. Thank you for that. That's an interesting data point.
0: The smoky? The scary song. Oh.
1: okay this is from Susan hey there wanted to respond to the song signal about Henry getting emotional from lullabies the same thing happened to me I would always always cry you are my sunshine and there's a hole in the bucket they both made me so so sad and I can still well up if I hear them one might understand you are my sunshine as the second verse is pretty sad but there's a hole in the bucket no explanation anyway I don't know anything about the reasons behind this at all or why they affected me even as a baby when I assume it's not the words that would make me sad but I want to let you know what happens to me too take care love the pod I just remembered something.
0: Yes. Go. It flooded back to you.
1: There is a song that makes me cry even now,
0: which is
1: puff the magic dragon.
0: He lives by the sea. Is it the harmonies? What no,
1: is it? it's like thinking about how he's like actually just like imaginary. And then the, the, the boy like grows up and he doesn't.
0: Yes. That is a sad premise. Really sad. Hang in there, honey. It's okay. Like even
1: <laughs> just thinking about it makes me sad. Like I can't listen to that song without crying
0: um i get I for, I for sure get it i mean, well i mean look the guy yesterday we were in we were in the berkshires and uh god i forget his name dennis or david guy playing um great barrington at oh, the, yes david at, at the gazebo
1: his 40th anniversary he's been
0: playing there for 40 years and uh they, they played you are my sunshine and i was listening to it and it's funny you are my sunshine is like a fretboard journal plug again but like they make they have every guitar player sort of play their version of it and like put it all together it's on YouTube you can watch some very cool versions of it but like it is like um, it is it is a sad song that guy's voice was great it was good and uh, very appropriate for the
1: for the setting yeah it was
0: sort of like John Priney kind of yeah yeah, yeah. had like a like some sort of I don't know it had like uh uh wisdom to it. Yeah. A lived denim. Mhm.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You see what you you could see why he had been playing there for 40 years. Yeah. Um and then they played that song that Henry knows.
0: And he got into he was like yeah, excited, he was excited by was <laughs> excited. Mr. Sun.
1: Yeah. Thank God they didn't play the bunny song.
0: Oh, I would have to run him across the street to the car. <laughs>
1: Literally. Um, All right. We also got a voicemail on this subject.
2: Good morning, Dory and Matt. It's Katie Shenden, Ventura, California, calling in about the song signal. OMG. Um, Yes, I have experience with this with my kinder music students, a couple in particular. So two kiddos that come to mind. One little boy was right around Henry's age when he really, and I, I had him in class as an infant too, and it didn't happen until he was into his twos that he would really react to, um, often to our quiet songs. So in class each week we have one quiet song, the um, kids for like ninety seconds. We really don't make them rest too long, but just to practice resting without sleeping and building that love of relaxing. Um, we start early, and every time we would play a quiet song in class and um, when he was 2 all of a sudden same thing like you described with Henry just quivering lip really emotional looked like he was about to cry um very you know intense feeling he was really feeling that music and so his parents were concerned and was like oh yeah i think he's fine and and i kind of would always watch him when we were putting on the music and i tried different songs cuz the traditional lullabies definitely triggered him um And then a little girl, same situation. She was also in her twos. Um, Both kids are still in my class. They come with their younger siblings now, and we still do quiet time, we still play lullabies, and the kids are fine. They're both one's three and one's four now. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just think some kids just feel it more strongly. You know, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think he's really feeling that music, and as a musician and music person, like I know you guys are too, Embrace that. All right, love you guys. Bye bye.
0: Thank you for professional opinions. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it is. It is. We were talking about it too. Who are we talking about it to this week? We're talking about this to your sister feel like she still doesn't I don't I, it's hard to it's grasp. hard to
1: describe yeah I
0: don't think people really like understand
1: the magnitude the, yes
0: the like the and the instantaneous the intensity and the um, rain's really coming down if anyone's wondering what that sound deck there is um, the intensity and the uh, and just the the well how deep that well is of mm-hmm. <laughs> emotion that flows out of the child who has Who now, I would say in the last week or so, he sings Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. He does. But he sings the word happy. So, like, we'll be walking around with him and he'll just start going happy, 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 happy. Like, so I feel like... (laughs) <laughs> that you know twiggle so, so i think that song is like he's now oh own, he owned that song like he decided that
1: song never made him sad though it
0: didn't no i thought it did but anyway no. but like he but i feel like he just like he's just like
1: he's like this is my that's jam. his happy song yeah, 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 yeah
0: and like so he just says happy <laughs> happy 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 <laughs> happy 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 and like we'll hear him doing it, like not prompted, nothing. It just sometimes happens. I hear
1: it. He's hear in his it, yes. crib and he's singing. Yes,
0: it. I hear him singing that and uh, E-I-E-A-O. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like hen- like he was doing it with the Henry, 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 Henry. <laughs> he was doing
1: um, it with Saba, but he he can't say S, so he's saying Haba.
0: Yeah. Uh, he does it with Biku which is but he also sings twinkle twinkle little star and he'll fill in the words for you and whatever so he knows the lyrics he just chooses only to sing the word happy
1: well along the same lines Andy wrote in to say my two year old daughter has the same reaction to twinkle twinkle little star Mm. she gets so sad and just keeps repeating it's okay star it's okay (laughs) <laughs> no reason It's half heartbreaking, half humorous Love you all and all you do Both of my kids have listened since in utero And recognize your voices Andy from Arizona Melting in 1600 square feet Two big humans, two tiny humans, one old mutt Maybe three hot dogs
0: I like the I like the guesstimate on the hot dog count Yeah, yeah, yeah And I, you know, I enjoy Arizona while you can um, Because at our current rate It will be unlivable very soon the a, heat is on.
1: Yet another reason to move to the Berkshires. I mean, we're all going to be climate refugees soon.
0: We will. God. We've really done it. Yep. Way to go, humanity.
1: Um, all right. One last email on this topic from Yaffa. My almost two year old also has very specific and unexpected song aversions since she was very little. The Heim song, Don't Wanna made her lower lip quiver and her burst into tears. Occasionally we also we try to occasionally we try to play it now that she's older but she still cries. More recently the Rafi song Five Little Ducks does it as well Henry, and that does it to Henry too. That's
0: a trigger for Henry as well.
1: Five little ducks went out one day. Yeah. He, mm, mm. Yeah.
0: That's him. And us
1: that's not that in the minor key.
0: That song is not. It's
1: just a sad song.
0: That song is lyrically I think is what that yeah. does to him. Yeah. Cause like the shark one, remember where the shark five fishes and they, the shark would eat the fish. Four yeah. fish left. Right? Yes, yes, yes. That song at first caused him some trouble, but recently he he gets he watches it.
1: But the ducks ducks one is about a mama duck losing yes. her baby duck. He does not care for that. No, it makes him very sad. Yeah. On another note, she has a favorite Chromio song about staying in bed and doing nothing. No explanation, but I can relate to Henry's recent song aversion. I'd like to think my daughter is just an empath slash artist slash creative soul.
0: I mean, that's the hope, right? I mean, the empathy is like, great. We've knocked that out. You're not a sociopath. Yeah. So way to go, Henry.
1: Nice job, everyone. All right. We're going to take another break. BRB. Have a catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better. well,
0: We've returned. Hello everybody. No time between. Yep.
1: Um, all right. We are going to hear a voice memo.
0: Voice memo, voice memo, voice memo,
3: voice memo. Hi, Dory, Matt, Henry, and Bo. Um, first I want to say thanks for making this show. You were all companions to me throughout our IVF process and I really appreciated having that sort of virtual support network and it made me feel less alone and I'm really grateful to you for that. So thank you. Um, I'm calling in hopes that you can send out a couple egg signals for me, um, one about only children and one about donor embryos. So we are a super fortunate family. We have a seven-month-old science baby from a single round of IVF. Um, we did our round abroad in Barbados, and the process produced four untested blasts, and he was the only resulting baby from two transfers of two embryos each. Um, He is healthy and wonderful, and we love him so much. Um, The reason we had to do IVF was because my husband had a failed vasectomy reversal. He has four grown kids. The youngest are twins turning 21 um, today, actually, the day I'm sending this. So we are older. I'll be 37 this year, and he will be 55. Uh, So if we're going to have another one, we need to get planning soon. Um, And I'm an only child, perfectly happy with my life. But I do remember wanting siblings when I was younger, and even now can see the benefit. Um, But I'm a you know well-adjusted, healthy adult for the most part, and don't necessarily feel deprived. Um, But because of our age, the age of our sons, half siblings, and the lack of even like close cousins nearby, I think I'm just I have a fear about him being lonely as he grows up if we you know die younger. Um, But I. Also, I'm not convinced real that, that fear is reason enough to have another baby. Um, I did also always see myself having two babies, but that was before I knew we were going to need to do IVF. So it's complicated. Um, and the second thing is that I have this irrational fear of going through another round and then having another healthy child and then having extra embryos that we either have to donate or destroy. Um, and I was afraid of that the first time around too. And obviously that we didn't have that issue because he's the only one that, um, implanted and took. Um, but now that we have him, I feel differently about what those embryos represent. And I think it would be not only more traumatic to have a transfer fail next time around, but it would also be a lot harder for me to give up any remaining embryos, but we don't want to have more than two more kids or one more child, more than two kids, two babies. Um, so I would just love to hear from anyone who's given up embryos to another family or chosen to destroy them just to hear about, like, that decision making process, what life after the fact has been like, how they made peace with the decision, et cetera. Obviously, jumping the gun, it would be a blessing to have that problem. Um, but I both can't imagine destroying them, nor can I imagine putting what feels like literally our baby made of our bodies Um to giving that to someone else. Uh, I think, I just feel like that would be really hard for me, but, um, I know people do it all the time and it's an amazing gift. So I would be super curious to, to hear from anybody. Um, and I just love to hear from parents of singletons about how you came to the decision to only have one or have made peace with only being able to have one baby. And I know and that, you are probably having these same conversations yourselves currently, um, it's a hard one. So we are living in the suburbs of Minneapolis, Minnesota, and about 2,200 square feet. And I have a husband, a science baby, and a mutt named Pisco. I've had one hot dog so far this year left over from a grilling party. Thanks so much, guys.
0: <laughs> Cold hot dog. You can do better for yourself. Um, <clears throat> I've not heard Singleton before.
1: Oh, I have. You're not in enough uh parenting Facebook groups.
0: Not yet. I'm <laughs> in mean, a lot of John Singleton fan groups, the late great <laughs> director, tour. Um Okay. Interesting interesting cause of trepidation.
1: This felt a little bit to me like uh little bit putting the cart before the horse. Yeah. Like, I just kind of wanted to be like, let's take things one step at a time.
0: Yeah. Step one, Barbados. Step two, retrieval. Yeah. Step three, fertilization. Step four, genetic testing. Step five, implantation. Step six, beta test.
1: Well, not implantation, transfer and hopeful, ho- yes. hoping for implantation.
0: Transfer is step six, then. Yep. So step, step seven, implantation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Step eight, beta.
1: hmm
0: Step nine, ultrasound. Step nine through 40 get yep. real stressful. Yeah. And then, you know, yes, are you putting the car before the horse? We thinks. But uh, also, like. But I get it. Yeah.
1: But I think it's also sometimes I feel like in stressful situations, you end up fixating on like one aspect of it because contemplating the rest of it is like too stressful. Yeah. So it seems like she's fixating on this question of like, what will I do with my extra embryos?
0: How? uh, Yeah. It's an interesting thing to fixate on less. You're less fixating on. I want a sibling for my child and more fixating on what do I do with the others the other embryos that I may or may not have right that's a worry before it needs to happen yeah a cart before a horse as wait but you need the horse to pull the cart these horses aren't pushing these carts
1: And look I I'm not I don't mean to like diminish your very real anxieties you know like these are real. Of course, these anxieties are real and you are fully like entitled to them. Um, but I do think it's worth kind of taking it step by step. And in the meantime, you know, we'd love to hear from people who have had to deal with disposing of embryos that were normal or not normal or, you know, donating embryos. So, um, let us know. All right. This is from.
0: How did you do, 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 spending time this week with your nieces and nephews? You know who are in all groups of two. Yeah. Did you feel like ah, oh, poor Henry? A little or, bit. You did a little bit. Interesting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I felt differently. I felt like we could barely handle the one maniac.
1: I was thinking, uh, so you were thinking about it from a parent perspective. I yes. was thinking about it from a child perspective, uh-huh. in the sense of I feel like both of our sets of our our set our set of nieces and then our niece and nephew, mm-hmm. who are from you know, two different families. Both of those sets of two are so close with each other, mm-hmm. and like, and also they play together. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, and that just made me, it makes me especially, I think if we lived near all of them and he was always hanging out with all of them, I would feel differently. Right. But we don't and he doesn't. And so it does make me a little sad that he doesn't have, you know, that kind of companion. But as every time I say this, someone's always like, well, you can't guarantee that they're going to be friends with their siblings. I'm like, of course you can't. I'm not saying that you can. Um, I'm just saying, in my family, that's this not is, what I
0: was asking. So no, I yeah. know. So back off, I'm just, listeners.
1: Yeah, I'm just, I'm just preempting that because people always say that. Um, so to answer your question, yeah, it did make me, did make me a little sad. Hmm. But I know you had the opposite reaction.
0: Well, it wasn't so much the opposite reaction. I mean, honestly, the the biggest takeaway was that I wish that they lived closer together. These yeah. cousins. Yeah. Not that we need more children. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was my takeaway. Yeah. So I was like, Oh look these these are already fully baked. We can go we can go borrow these for a little bit. And
1: they and they like all really like each other. Like it's really sweet.
0: Maybe because they don't see each other that often. Maybe. I mean, look, I had you know, Sam was really Did you see him? Coming up to Steve and I while well, Steve and I are playing PlayStation. No. Oh. He's like, What is this? I wanna play. Aww. Can I play? And I was like, Yeah, just give it a second. He's like, But I want to play. And I was like, Okay, once I'm, once we're done with this, I promise you can play. And he's like, Okay. Are you done? <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, here. And when I showed him I was like, Okay, so right now we're playing home run derby. And you just have to, when this ball comes, hit the X, and that'll swing the bat. And he's, like, swinging it. Misses a couple, hits a home run. He goes, am I good? I was like, yeah, that's pretty good. He's like, am I better? Am I the best? And I'm like, "I'm like, yep. <laughs> You're definitely, that was amazing. And he's also like, what's the goal here? Do you want to hit the people in the face? <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I mean, ideally, you want to get it over the fence and, and hit it into some people.
1: To be clear, he's six. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be funny if, if we were like, he's 17. Yes, no. <laughs> no, he's six. Oh, well,
0: he's like, do you hit the people? And I was like, yep, your goal, I said, I, he said, do you hit the people? I said, yep, your goal is to hit as as many of the people with a far, far back in their face. And he was like, oh, great. He oh, was like, no. he was into that. Oh, and I was boy. like, he's like, is this the only game you guys have? And I was like. It's the only game we have now. Yes, <laughs> in my mind, I was like, if I fired up like Red Dead or Oh God GTA, like I think he would fully lose his mind. He's like, I play Minecraft. I'm like, you Our do? I was like, would, on a computer? Would kill you. And he's like, No, I play it on Nintendo. I'm not good at computer. I was Aww. like, All right.
1: Aw. <laughs> Aw. that's really cute. Anyway,
0: so that's my interaction with the six year old.
1: Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um But I did right. find it oh. interesting
0: that Steve did not offer up his controller.
1: Oh.
0: And I was like mm.
1: just
0: because he was hit he was hitting. I was like mm. <laughs> kid let the six year old play. <laughs> mm. Mm. Anyway, whatever. All I right. was like, here. Maybe it was because Steve also didn't doesn't have a PlayStation.
1: I was just gonna say, like, you're the one with the PlayStation. I'm the one who has it yeah. with him,
0: you know. I'm the one who actually believe it or not, everyone traveled with my PlayStation. A specific carry-on.
1: You know what I was thinking? I was like, we should have just brought the Switch. It's So much smaller. That wouldn't have helped me. I know, but just like to have a video game. Right in the
0: middle of my Diamond Dynasty run on, on MLB The Show, which, by the way, everyone listening, I had stubs, you know? I had 32,000 stubs, and I was like can I buy any players to help me fill up my teams? And like, no, because all these players are very, like all the players I don't have for like the seven or eight teams that I don't have the every player are super expensive in this fake currency. Mm -hmm. Mike Trout, for instance, if you want to buy, if you wanted to buy the stubs, you'd get 150,000 stubs for $99. Okay. Okay. Mike Trout if you want to buy Mike Trout in the game, in the in-game market, he's 440,000 stubs. That's a lot of stubs. <laughs> That's like 200 and some dollars. Anyway, I took my, my paltry 32,000 stubs and bought 20 packs of cards. And I was opening them. And right there on that couch, honey, I got Mike Trout open it up and i and i was like oh i've never seen this color background before and then like he walks out as a silhouette
1: wait so then you actually get him
0: well i have him now oh so now i can play with him on my team oh, and stuff cool. like that
1: but uh, those cards are just random you don't know yes, what you're the gonna packs get are very random okay now.
0: but it was very exciting to open up a pack an mlb the show 2021 and and get a mike trout everyone listening who doesn't care you can continue listening now i'm done
1: Okay, let's read this email from Liz. it's for you
0: too, Dory. Yep,
1: thank you. Um, All right, we are taking our first flight with a little one this September to see family in LA, actually, with our 11-month-old. I was really feeling for you listening to the pod this week about the saga you went through last week getting to the East Coast. I've been taking notes from you on this pod and on Forever 35 regarding travel with a baby. However, one thing you mentioned that made my ears perk up was that you checked Henry's car seat. We've been debating whether to bring our own giant heavy car seat or rent one through the rental car company. I understand AAA members can get one free at certain rental companies or ask our family to pick up a gently used one on Facebook Marketplace for us. What was your experience with bringing your own along? Any special advice on that topic? Thanks so much for the pod. Congrats on your book, Dory. I'm number one on the hold list at my local library, Liz, in Chicago, with one husband and one nine-month-old in about 1,200 square feet. No hot dogs yet this year, but many brats.
0: Interesting. I was going to say, Chicago, it's interesting. But then the broad thing, I was like, okay.
1: So, my only thought on this is I personally do not want to rely on a rental car company to have a car seat for me. Mm-hmm. Because I have just anecdotally heard too many people with stories of like, we reserved a car with a car seat, but then when we got to the counter, they were like, oh, we're out of car seats. It's not guaranteed. You know, or just like some... Yeah. Or like they had the wrong car seat or they only had a booster seat and it was for a six-month-old, or, you know, just something. And so in my mind, relying on the rental car company or even like a car service to have like the right car seat, I just don't I just don't want to leave that to chance because that that is like... Well, then you're stuck. Then you're really stuck. You can't stuck. go anywhere. You're really, really stuck. And so... I felt like I want to have my own car seat the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how I feel about that. Um, you could ask your family to pick a gently used one up on Facebook marketplace, but would they like meet you at the, like how would that work? They would meet you at the airport.
0: I would say the following. If you're getting picked up by members of your family, having them pick up, you will use gently that's used a car idea. seat and putting it in the car and meeting you at the airport. Great idea. If your plan is to rent a car from the airport rental uh, place and then commute to your family's home, I would say, especially knowing LAX, I would say that uh, you'd want to travel with your car seat. Yep. So if possible, I would say, hey, gently used car seat family member, put it in your car and come pick us up at the airport. Yeah. And then you have that car seat to go with you and then you can... You know, if it's convertible, you can leave it if they're if they have the space or whatever, you could leave it there. Um, donate it otherwise or Yeah,
1: I mean I like to echo Matt's point about renting a car at LAX, it's always a shit show there, part of my language, um, to rent a car. And with an eleven what did you say, eleven, 11 months month old, old to be like getting on the shuttle with all your shit to the rental car place, waiting in that definitely long ass line. Yeah, get to the front and like and then, they probably don't like have the car you reserved. Don't car they don't like, have the car seat. It's not re- like you're you're now with a child who has been on, you know, a flight for a really long time. You're like it's just what I'm saying is if you can have someone pick you up. <laughs> yes. Um,
0: and also a thing you could do is like if they don't wanna you know if you don't wanna put them through that hassle or trouble of like Facebook marketplace getting a car seat, you know get one on your end and ship the car seat. It will be like you know the car seat shouldn't be that heavy. I'm guessing it would probably cost like you know also if you u p s it ground like I'm just saying do it it far enough in advance. You can also you like 20 bucks to order and an,
1: order like an Amazon one. a new car seat on yeah. Amazon or Target and get it shipped to them. Yeah. Okay. This is from Megan. Hi, Schaeffler family. But if
0: you are going to get it shipped to them, don't like time it out so it like gets there the day before or the day you arrive. Yeah. Make sure get it gets it there, there like a few days a week and a half before. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Um, thanks so much for continuing the pod through your parenting adventures and Dory congrats on your book. I pre-ordered and was so excited to see it on my Kindle when I woke up this morning. Anyway, since the topic of speech therapy has come up, thank you for talking about it. I'm wondering if anyone has had any success with feeding therapy in toddlers. My science baby is almost two and much pickier than the typical toddler. He pretty much eats only snack type foods, crackers, cookies, fruit applesauce and occasionally yogurt waffles are his only hot food it's been a source of great frustration and sadness for me so we're starting feeding therapy we've tried all the strategies of serving what we eat over and over again it doesn't work and has only gotten worse for us mm. wondering if anyone else has been through this and hopefully has some words of encouragement or success to share also to the listener wondering about the best things at Disney World Matt had great recommendations but I have three others well
0: big thunder, Up the email cut out I'm just kidding
1: Big Thunder Mountain The Yachtsman's Steakhouse
0: Yep, yep Yachtsman's Steakhouse Look, I mean I'm not sending people to resorts
1: And Narcooses
0: Narcooses is in Narcooses I feel like the Yachtsman Is at the Yacht and Beach Club
1: It's at the Grand Floridian
0: The Yachtsman is at the Grand Floridian? No, Narcooses Oh, there you go
1: it is a seafood focused restaurant. That's why you didn't recommend it. You don't like seafood.
0: This is a misnomer my wife has about me. Thank you.
1: What seafood do you like?
0: Fucking Admiral's platter from Legal Seafoods. If you fry some whole belly clams up, sign me up.
1: Okay. Any other seafood Haddock, you like? I'm in. So you like new, you only like New England seafood?
0: Yes, essentially okay. lobster rolls.
1: I'm here That's for true, it. You do like a lobster roll. Um, that's from Megan in 2,400 square feet in a suburb of DC. Two adults, one tiny toddler. Had a few hot dogs earlier this year, but keep forgetting to buy more. <laughs> Fair
0: we enough. were, Sarah, you know, uh, as listeners of this particular episode will remember, uh, BJ's Wholesale Club, Dory and I went. And they had KM Natural Casing hot dogs, but there were 30, what was it, 36 or something like yeah, that? Yeah, so many hot dogs. And I stared at it, and I was like, you did. Oh you gosh, really I want it. that. I like squeezed the bag. I was like, is this airtight? Is it supposed to be shrink-wrapped? And ultimately, I said, this family pretends they don't eat pork like weirdos and then are constantly eating bacon. It's like the most bizarre Jewish thing I've ever seen in my life. It's true. So if I roll up with a hot dog that says pork on it, they won't touch it. So no one will eat the hot dogs except me, and then I don't want to be the one eating thirty seven hot dogs. Because I would, because I love a KM natural casing hot dog. So my hot dog count out here in New England, zero. Very annoying. Hmm. <laughs> what wow. was it what did we order? Something ordered. So we ordered something. And your mom and I were both plowing through it, and there was pork in it.
1: Pork fried rice.
0: Yes, yeah, just going to town on it, and then like, but like also like, if you say, "Here's some pork fried rice," they'll be like, "I don't know."
1: But it was there was <laughs> clearly pork in it. <laughs> yes. Oh, they and people were eating those the, the ribs. Ribs, Yes, yeah. which
0: I also was like, uh, "Okay, well, never mind." Okay, I let them go. All right, this and then is... raving about the bacon this morning.
1: That wasn't my parents though. That, that was, was your yeah, that but was your Karen mother was
0: like, "Boom!" Oh, was that she? Sp- Bare piece i had sitting in the well, thing <laughs> well i'm not gonna say, what gonna <laughs> say. all right that's because i wasn't around no oh she doesn't understand bacon is pork no oh so i can't wait someday this guys. is
1: from b greetings from a longtime this listener i found your henry's poof. yes <laughs> found your podcast via nerdist about a hundred years ago and have been listening as a friend ever since my husband, having survived childhood cancer twice, is unable to conceive, and your podcast helped me through six unsuccessful rounds of iui we 're now on a journey to become foster parents, an equally stressful journey, but where we believe our path has led i 'm writing regarding a very serious issue mm. Matt 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 oh no sigh while I appreciate your love of Disney yes I think I have to respectfully disagree with mm. regards to many. Of your Walt Disney World dining recommendations.
0: Oh, please. Go ahead. Best I, Is this breakfast. AJ, by the way?
1: This is B. <laughs> <laughs> uh, best breakfast. B says it's at Donald's Safari at Tusker House in Animal Kingdom.
0: Oh, this sounds like AJ. AJ's a big Tusker House fan as well. Oh, boy. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Best lunch. La Cantina de San Angel Angel, Angel? Mm-hmm. in Epcot, or perhaps Casey's Corner at Magic Kingdom for hot dogs.
0: Wait, you're going to send someone to Casey's Corner for lunch? And also, the Mexican restaurant at the Mexico <laughs> Pavilion? Okay, <gasps> B, I get you. I feel you. I know you. But let's, I mean, okay. Okay, continue.
1: Best dinner. Tie between Tiffin's and Animal Kingdom and Teppan Ido in Epcot
0: oh they have a teppanyaki restaurant in epcot at the japan pavilion which is good if you want that but i don't typically enjoy that
1: best snack buy everything at caramel Kuche Kuche
0: kushe Kuche. are you okay
1: in germany (laughs) every single thing
0: yeah although i do i will say before you hit the germany pavilion stop in norway and get some of their danishes thank you
1: and don't forget the resorts. Kona Cafe at the poly for Tonga Toast.
0: Oh, you are AJ.
1: California Grill for dinner and fireworks on the rooftop of the
0: Contemporary. The contemporary.
1: Kimonos at the Swan for Sushi oh my and Karaoke. God. I'm not
0: doing Sushi and Karaoke while I'm in Disney. Everything me? on the
1: menu at Topolino's Terrace in the Riviera. Oh my
0: god, you are <laughs> AJ.
1: <laughs> the bread service at Sana while watching giraffes at the window at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. And when open beignets. Sana, by the way. Sana Beignets from the French quarter.
0: Sure, beanes in the French quarter are delightful, but you know. Again, you're sending people to I don't like to send people to hotels.
1: Just writing this is making me hungry. Currently looking at flights. Also, if you don't ride the Carousel of Progress, you're missing a quintessential experience. Okay, to be fair, you have been repping the Carousel of Progress for
0: a very long time. To be fair, I carry on my phone. An enti- a video of the entire carousel of progress. Yeah, so I am a carousel of progress stalwart defender. Yeah, I feel
1: like B has not been paying attention because you well, often. I bring maybe up the carousel did not
0: recommend it. Oh, at, that, specific in that specific time, time because okay. I was going for one at a time, and also I was trying to like go for like to sort of like have someone who doesn't go to Disney often feel like they did it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's why I said the Seven Doors Mind Train, I believe.
1: Um. Well. B continues, it's the only attraction at Walt Disney World that Walt himself ever rode. Cheesy and outdated, yes, but essential.
0: Yes, but Walt rode it in the other direction. That's right. Before it moved, it rotated clockwise. Whoa. Now it rotates counterclockwise. I mean, that was from, I'm talking, this was at the 1964 World's Fair in New York the carousel of progress GE's carousel of progress
1: um, all stomach growling aside thank you for inviting all of us to be part of your journey all us eggheads feel like we're your neighbors chatting along with you on the back deck well you're chatting along with us on the screened in porch tonight yes. Your contributions to a group of people who are desperately in need of of a community during a very stressful time cannot be tallied. Wishing you all the best. Be in western Pennsylvania with Mm -hmm. one husband, two American Bulldogs, one rescue German Shepherd, 130 pounds. Now get this. Mm -hmm. Purchased about 600 hot dogs so far this year. My husband is a dog trainer, so I may tip the scale. (laughs) Oh, I see.
0: (laughs) Purchase, but how many did you consume? Yeah, good question. I really thought you were gonna slip up and tell me you were from Texas and I was definitely sure you were AJ. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) By the Um, way, B, why don't you go watch the Disney food blog on YouTube? Everything you love, they love, so. And that brings us to the reminder that you all can get extra episodes of this podcast with bonus fun at patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure, become a patron, support the show or just order Dory's book up to you. Huge thank you to everyone who has supported us at the $5 level and above. You get your name read on the podcast each month in addition to that bonus podcast. the $10 level, you get two bonus podcasts every month. So thanks to the following people. Carolyn Land.
1: Jennifer H.S.
0: Angie James. Tyler Rosewood. Abba N.
1: Alan L. Alec
0: Meredith and Fletcher Babble. Way to Florence.
1: Florence. Wow. <laughs> My rude. God.
0: I'm just going old school here. Alessandra Ragusa.
1: Alex Bell. Alex Lou, Amanda Fujita.
0: Amanda Lighty. Amy. Anne. Flucker.
1: Anon, and then one, two, three, four, five, six anonymous.
0: Mm, April Howarda, Ariana Perry. April, nice to have you. Uh, Ashley Sicily.
1: Aurora and Zelda. Becca Foster. Bianca Loria.
0: Bradley Johnson. Britt S. Baker. And Bruno Macias. CJ. Carly Moore.
1: Carolyn N. Kathy Hill. Shannami Worth.
0: Christina Smith.
1: Cynthia Meisner.
0: Debbie. Meredith A.K. LexCon is Mom. Diana. Diana Robinson. Diane
1: M. Martin. Diana M. Martin
0: Wing of Excellent Adventure. Dr. Beverly Crusher.
1: Edwina Goodingham.
0: Edwina Morgan Bodo.
1: Elena Paling.
0: Elizabeth Girato. Emily F. Aaron.
1: Aaron Good, There
0: goes the Gudge, Aaron Turley. Frederick Raw. Greg Watchorn.
1: Greta Truitt.
0: Hannah Crowder. Hilary Berry. Jackie G.
1: Jennifer Steele. Jess Branch. Jesse Hendricks. Jessica Grigsby. Jessica. She sent something in with how to pronounce her last name.
0: Manolovich? That's not how you say it? We mean, have been butchering it all this time, Jessica. I'm sorry.
1: Man, Man, manol, man, uh, sorry. Manolovich? Manolovich?
0: Man-o, I mean, I would say it wrong, apparently. Manolovich is how I would say that, and I would say it wrong then. Jessica, I'm sorry. Phonetically spell it next to your name. <laughs>
1: Uh, Julia Schoolenberg.
0: Julie McLaren.
1: Kane McCall. Caitlin Donahue. Kat C.
0: And Kate in Chicago. Thank you, Kate in Chicago. Now Dory says there's ten pages, and this is page nine. Is there any more? No, that's it. All right. Thanks everybody for listening. Um, enjoy Tusker House, you weirdo. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding.
1: Bye. Bye.